Welcome to the Christ Walk Podcast. At Christ Walk Church, we exist to inspire people to follow Jesus every day. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, for worshiping with us today. Um, we're going to be continuing this morning uh, our series called The Pursuit. And um, if you got your Bible, uh, you got a smart device, I want to encourage you um, to turn with me or swipe with me to the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 15. In case you're not aware, the Bible's divided up into these two large um, sections of Scripture. You've got the Old Testament towards the front of the Bible, the New Testament towards the back of the Bible. And the first four books of the New Testament we call the Gospels because Gospel means good news. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those first four books, they're good news because they tell the story of the life and teachings of Jesus. And so we're in a series that um, is, is founded upon one of the passages there out of Luke chapter 15. And so I want to invite you to turn there, and we'll land there in just a minute. And as you're, as you're navigating your way there... Um, if you didn't hear part one of this series, or you weren't, you weren't here, you weren't able to catch it, or you'd like a refresher, uh, I, I'd encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, our podcast, um, and check that out. Pastor Nate did an incredible job last week kicking this series off, um, talking about the parable of the lost sheep. And so I, I'd really encourage you to go and, and take advantage of that um, as a refresher, or if you missed it, to watch or to listen in. Uh, to catch you up to speed on where we're going to be at for today. But uh, we're going to start off right there in Luke chapter 15, uh, beginning in verse 1. And I'm going to read the first 10 verses of that chapter. So let's read together. It says, The tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. And this made the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law complain that he was associating with sinful people, even eating with them. In verse 3, so Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and his neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. And then verse 8, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she will call her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. So my question for you this morning is, have you ever lost something that's important to you? You lost something of, of value. So uh, you're watching online, right there in the comment section, I, I want you to just put whatever it is. First thing that comes to mind, the most important thing, the, the greatest thing of value that you've ever lost, drop that down in the comment section um, of this video and, and let's share together some of these experiences of, of things that we've lost. I know that for me, one of the biggest things that I've ever lost is uh, was during a time that, that Sarah and the kids and I, we were traveling 
um, doing some children's ministry evangelism. Many of you know that I was a children's pastor um, prior to becoming the lead pastor here at Christ Walk. And so we used to go to summer camps and, and different things and would do kids crusades and, um, and, and, and speak at these events and everything. And, and one summer we were traveling through uh, South Carolina and we had the car loaded down. We were on our way back home to Florida. We'd been at this camp all week. And we had a, a, a big um, luggage carrier on top of the car, and, and one of the straps of that luggage carrier had come loose, and it was, it was flapping, and, and so I was concerned about that. And so we pulled off onto an exit for me to jump out really quickly. I, I was re-securing the, the luggage um, uh, container there that was on top of the car. And during that process, I think I laid my iPhone down on top of the vehicle only to realize 45 minutes later as we drove down I-95 that I no longer had my phone with me, that I'd left it on top of the car. And somewhere during the journey, it had blown off and no doubt broken into a million pieces. So you know that feeling when you get that all of a sudden you realize something that, that you really need, something that's very important, something of great value to you is all of a sudden lost. It's that feeling, that, that sick feeling in the gut of, uh, in, in the pit of your stomach, in your gut. And no doubt that's how this woman felt as, as we focus in on, on uh, verses 8 through 10 today. No doubt that's how this woman felt when she realized that this coin was lost. See, this wasn't just any coin. It wasn't just a, a regular old coin. For uh, When a Jewish girl got married, she would receive a headband that contained 10 silver coins in it that, that she would begin to wear to identify the fact that she was now married. It was very much akin to um, our modern day wedding ring. would have been uh, sort of an ancient version of that. And at least in part, this headband would have been connected with this woman's identity, that, that she was no longer single, but now she, she, was, she was married and that she belonged to and, and had entered into this marriage relationship with this man. And, and it would have spoken to her status within the community and, and on and on and on. And so to have lost one of the coins would have rendered the headband incomplete. And it would have caused her identity, her, herself, to be lacking in some capacity. No doubt she would be very upset. Her husband would probably be upset as well. I mean, imagine if you lost your wedding ring and had to go home and tell your spouse the news. Surely that would be upsetting, and maybe some of you have even experienced that before. And so that's what we're dealing with today is, is this feeling of, uh, that this woman had that, that we can identify with her, that we've lost something uh, very, very valuable or important to us. And that's actually what's going on in both of these parables. When we look at the parable of the lost sheep, we look at the parable of the lost coin, these stories that Jesus is teaching his followers to explain an important principle. And there's some commonalities between these two stories, the lost coin and the lost sheep. Number one, both the coin and the sheep, they were out of place. They were out of place. See, a sheep belongs in the flock. This coin belonged in its headband. And so they were both out of place in the story that Jesus is telling to his followers. And then secondly, not only were they out of place, but they were out of purpose. Because they were out of place, these things found themselves to be out of purpose. A lost sheep is of no value to the shepherd. A lost coin is of no value to 
the owner. Yes, both of those things in and of themselves are valuable, but if you don't have them in your possession, then you cannot utilize their value for their purpose. And so neither of these things could be used to their full potential due to the fact that they were lost. And you know, when I survey the landscape of the current situation that you and I are facing, that that we're facing in this worldwide pandemic, I see a lot of people that feel out of place and out of purpose. No doubt this situation would cause many of us to describe ourselves, at least in some capacity, as lost. Maybe today some of us are feeling a bit lost due to our isolation or our loneliness. Maybe for some of us, we've, we've had our, our hours at work cut. Maybe we've lost some wages. Maybe the business that we work for, the business that we own has been forced to close temporarily. Maybe we're lost due to a feeling of, of worry that we won't be able to pay our bills. We won't be able to make ends meet. Maybe there's, there's a feeling of loss due to the doubt that we feel, some, some insecurity maybe that we, we may not make it through the others to see the other side of this thing. Maybe today we're feeling a little bit lost out of fear, fear that we'll get the virus, fear that, fear that we'll become sick, fear that maybe one of our loved ones would get this virus and become sick and, and, and God forbid even lose their life along the way. And when you think about it, We're a lot like that coin. On the surface, it may seem that all hope has been lost. But it's important to note something about the Palestinian home and in which this woman would have lived and and where where this coin was lost. The Palestinian home in which she lived would have been quite dark. And the woman, as it says in the scriptures, that she would have had to, to light a lamp to search for the coin. And she did so because she refused for the coin to stay lost. And so she lit that lamp and she swept every corner, every nook, every cranny. She searched high and she searched low until the coin was found. And like I said before, just because something is lost doesn't mean that it's no longer valuable. It just has to be found in order for that value to become realized. Just like that Palestinian home, the lost coin there in the midst of the darkness, you and I, we may find ourselves in the middle of some deep darkness today. But the encouraging part of this story is that in the same way that that woman lit the lamp and she searched high and low until the coin was found, the light of the world in Jesus Christ is searching for you and he's searching for me. He's searching for us in the middle of our lostness. And see, the devil, he wants you to think, especially during a time of crisis, like the one that we are facing right now, the devil wants you to think that you don't matter, that you've been overlooked, that God's forgotten all about you, that you no longer have any worth, no value. You've got nothing to offer. You need to rest assured today, that is not the case. God has gone to great lengths to find you, even by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus himself tells us in later on in the gospel of Luke in chapter 19, verse 10, he said, for the son of man came to seek and to save that who is lost. That's his mission. 
That's his goal. That's the reason that he showed up on this earth. And so you may find yourself in a place of extreme darkness today, but you need to know your situation is not too far gone. Jesus is coming after you. He is searching for you today. And today he is your hope. He is your rescue. He's your healer. He's your protection. He is your supply. He is your help. He's your provision. He's your salvation. Today, in the midst of the darkness that you and I are facing, Jesus is our all in all. He is our everything right now in this moment. And he is searching after us. And as long as there is breath in our lungs, he still has a place and a purpose for you and for me today. And he will not give up until we are found and returned back to where we belong. So turn to somebody right there on your couch or at your kitchen table and say amen if you believe that this morning. I know that I do. He's searching after us and he's relentless in his pursuit of you and me and he will not stop until what has, lost, what has been lost is, is returned to the place that it rightfully belongs. So as we're dealing with a coin today, that's one side of the coin, but when we look at this story, there's also a flip side. It's in the same way that there is to every coin, there's a, there's a flip side to this coin, a, another side, some, some other nuggets that we can pull out of this passage this morning as well. And so here's the second side of this coin. Not only is, is, is God pursuing after us in the midst of our lostness. But in, in Genesis chapter 50, all the way back at the beginning of the Bible, it tells a story about Joseph and his brothers and, and, and all of the turmoil that Joseph went through and he was sold into slavery and then, and then he, was, he was kicked out of Potiphar's house and, and, and he, was, he was left to, to be forgotten about in a dungeon and, and ultimately he was promoted to second in command over all of the nation of Egypt. So his brothers are finally brought back in contact with, with him, and, and, and Joseph is able to move his family to, uh, from, from, uh, from their place in Israel to, to Egypt and, and, and for, for them to be uh, provided for during the midst of a famine. And, and Joseph says some, uh, some pretty interesting and, and some somewhat famous words in this chapter of, of Genesis 50. He says that God takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. He reveals something in that story and, and through his life about the, the nature and the character of our God that, that even when things look bad, God just has a way of taking that which, which the devil meant for destruction, which the devil is trying to steal away from us, which the devil is trying to kill us with. God, God will take those situations and he will turn them for good and he'll make everything work out for his purpose and his glory to be revealed in and through our life. And by no means do I want to make light of the seriousness of the crisis that our world is currently facing. But, but I just believe that, that for those of us whose hope and whose trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ today, I believe that that, that, that is exactly what God is wanting to do in our lives in the midst of this situation. I believe that God can redeem this situation and turn it to good in your life and in my life today. See, many of us, we find ourselves in a position 
due to the current pandemic where we've, we've had to pull back from our life as normal. This crisis that we're facing, it's forced us to have to slow down a little bit. Our focus has shifted toward our households, our spouse, our kids, our families, those that are closest to us. And and in the midst of all of this, we find that maybe we've got a little bit of extra time on our hands. And so I believe that in in the middle of all of this chaos, in the middle of all of this craziness and the, the fear and the doubt and the confusion and the anxiety that I believe if we'll shift our perspective just ever so slightly, that we may be able to see that God is actually giving us an incredible opportunity here. Perhaps through the busyness of our regular day-to-day life, you and I, we've become a bit distracted from or disconnected with the things that truly matter most in life. And the days and weeks and months of life caught up in the hustle and the bustle of our previous pursuits have caused that which we once held dear to become a bit lost along the way. Maybe we've become distracted or disconnected from our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Maybe we've become distracted or disconnected from rest and true Sabbath. Maybe it's our relationship with our spouse that has suffered along the way. Maybe it's the way that we engage with our children Perhaps we've become distracted or even disconnected from a a, a complete and total reliance upon the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But if we'll shift our perspective just a little bit, could it be that maybe God is providing you and me during this season of chaos and craziness? He's providing us with an opportunity to reclaim and to recover that which once upon a time got lost along the way. Maybe for you and me, the the remedy during this season with some extra time on our hands is we're spending more time maybe in the home and we can't be out and about as much as, as we used to be. Maybe this is an opportunity for us to lean into God through Bible reading and prayer and the practice of greater spiritual disciplines. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to lean into rest by taking a nap going on a walk, engaging in a loved hobby, practicing true Sabbath, both individually and with our families. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to lean into our relationship with our spouse through having an uninterrupted conversation together, sitting on the back porch and drinking coffee together, or maybe just snuggling on the couch together. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to lean into our relationship with our kids by gathering around the dinner table and sharing a meal together. No phones, no interruptions, just the food and conversation reconnecting us with our families. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to get out in the backyard and kick around the soccer ball a bit or or maybe to gather around the coffee table or the TV and have a family game night or a family movie night. Maybe it's an opportunity that God is opening the door for us to be able to lean into the Holy Spirit and his power at work in our life by realizing that whatever comes our way, that he is our source of strength. He is our help and he will see us through this time. Rather than 
God overlooking us, forgetting about us, pushing us away? Could this be a way that God is drawing us even closer to him today? See, when we know that Jesus is searching for us in the midst of this darkness, when we know that he is relentless in our pursuit of us, I have to wonder what might happen if we began to search for him as well. What might happen if if we chose to, rather than shake our fist at God and wonder why has this happened, what might happen if we chose to lean in in some of these areas? I just happen to believe that it will be the same as what God told the nation of Israel through the prophet of Jeremiah when he said, if you search for me with your whole heart, you will find me because I will let you find me. I believe that this is an opportunity that God is giving you and me that if we search for him wholeheartedly, we are going to find him and that we can come out of this on the back end even stronger than before in our relationship with God, our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our kids, our our close friends and loved ones, that this is an opportunity for us to reclaim our homes for the glory of God because it's forcing us to slow down and shift our focus ever so slightly. So I want to encourage you, let's do that. Let's redeem this time and let's look to Jesus in the midst of the chaos, because he's searching for us as well. Yes, we pay attention to the news. Yes, we pay attention to the government authorities. Yes, we pay attention to what our president is saying, but they are not the end of the end. Like, we, we've, got to, we've got to look to Jesus beyond that because our God, the God that we serve, he is in control. None of this caught him off guard. And it could just be that he's giving you and me an incredible opportunity to truly lean into the fullness of what he has in store for us during this time. Because he came to seek and to save that which is lost. It's what he came here for. It's what he came to do. That is his specialty. So when we find ourselves in the midst of a deep, dark place, or we find ourselves along the way having, having lost the thing that once was important to us, that we once held dear. It's an opportunity for us to be found and for us to find ourselves in the midst of those things through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our life because Jesus is seeking after you and me. And the way that begins is by us surrendering our lives to Jesus. If you're watching with us today and, and you realize that you're lost, you would say, Pastor Blake, I, I see now that I'm a sinner in need of the rescue of a Savior. Now, I want to be found by Jesus. I know that He's looking for me. I want to look for him in return. And I wanna seek after him with my whole heart. I wanna surrender myself to him. And as I look for him, I know that that he's gonna let me find him. If that's you today, I I wanna invite you to pray this simple prayer along with me. Just right there in your living room or at your dinner table, just repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner and that I'm lost without you. I believe that Jesus died in my place, making a way for us to have a relationship. And I choose to follow Jesus and his way 
for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. You know what happens when something that is lost gets found? The end result is always the same. It's joy. Think about it. You've experienced it before. You've lost something of great value, something of great importance. And and finally, you finally stumble upon, you finally remember the place that it was. And you go and you get get that thing and, and you reclaim it and you're happy. You're excited and you're telling everybody. That's the same thing that happened in this story. When the lost sheep was brought home, the shepherd called friends and neighbors and said, rejoice with me. And, and heaven rejoiced as well. When the, when the lost coin was found, the woman, she called friends and neighbors and said, rejoice with me. I found this coin. And it says that all of the angels rejoice as well when something that is lost is found, both on earth and in heaven. Joy is the end result of something being found. And so I'm believing for an overflow of joy in our lives in the midst of this season as that which is lost becomes found because we choose to lean in to Jesus who is seeking after us. And if we'll seek after him as well, we will find him even in the midst of the darkness and the chaos and the craziness. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would find us in the midst of the dark place that we may be in today. Lord, I pray that you would be our hope, that you would be our help, that you would be our healing. Lord, I pray that you would help us to redeem this time by leaning in to you through Bible reading and prayer and the practice of spiritual disciplines to rest and to Sabbath. Lord, help us to lean into our relationship with our husband or our wife. Help us to lean into our relationship with our kids and surround surround them with, with our arms of love. Lord, draw us close to our families. Lord, and I pray that above all, Lord, that we would lean into the power of your Holy Spirit, that it would be our strength and our stay during this time. Lord, that we would rely on you and on you alone and nothing else. God, I I lift up our government leaders, our authorities, Lord, those that are helping our our nation and, and our world to navigate this pandemic. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom and knowledge. Lord, that you would use them to make the best decisions possible. Lord, not based on any agenda, but simply based on the benefit of the people of this world and what's best for us, Lord, so that this virus can be contained and that we can move on to be, be able to go about our everyday life once again. God, I lift up our healthcare professionals, first responders, law enforcement, food service workers, grocers, delivery drivers, people of clergy, Lord, those that are placing themselves on the front lines of this. Lord, I pray that you would be their protection their provision, Lord, that you would watch over them and that you would use them to minister to the world around them. Lord, that through healthcare, Lord, that that we would find a cure and, and through our law enforcement, Lord, that we would be made safe and protected during this time. Lord, for those that are providing various services, Lord, that that you would you would bless them because of their sacrifice that they're making on behalf of, of those that are around them. God, I pray for healing for those that are sick. 
Lord, be it because they've contracted this virus or otherwise, Lord, I pray that, that, you, would, that you would move in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that, that, that you would be their healer. Lord, bring healing to their bodies. Lord, I pray for a, a cure for this virus, Lord, for a vaccination that is, is powerful and effective to work, Lord, and that it would become widespread so that people could be protected and be healed. God, I pray that you would give those that are working on this the medications and the vaccinations, Lord, that you would give them the wisdom and the knowledge necessary and in order to move forward and to know how to proceed. Lord, and that you would make that come about swiftly, quickly, and that it would become readily available. God, I pray for each and every person that you would help them to walk in faith rather than fear. God, as we do that, Lord, help us to do so responsibly and respectfully, Lord, in line with the authority that is above us. Lord, they've, they've got the information. They've, they've got access to knowledge that we could never have. So God, I pray that you would help us to, to place our faith and our hope and our trust in you, but to, to live out that faith, Lord, responsibly and respectfully. Lord, out of concern and, 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 and care for those that are in authority over us and then also those that are around us in our circle of influence. God, that we would make decisions for the betterment of humankind and what's best for everyone involved so that we can stay safe and protected. And God, most of all, during this time of doubt, fear, uncertainty, I pray that you would fill our hearts and fill our homes with your joy. Lord, let it overflow out of each and every one of us into the, the people that are around us, Lord, that, that as others see the joy that you've given us, Lord, that it would point them in your direction, that it would inspire them to take steps to follow after you so that their heart and their life could be changed as a result. Lord, we thank you so much that you'll never give up searching for your people. You will never give up shining a light in the dark places of our lives so that we can be found and return to the place that you have in store for us to be. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, once again, I just wanna thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. There's a couple things I wanna remind you about before we close out today. And the first one of those is that though you may not be able to give financially in person here at the church, you can still participate in worship through returning God's tithe and giving of your offerings um, either online at give.thechristwalk.com or you can also text any amount that you'd like to give to 84321 on your smart device, your smartphone. There's a, a short uh, setup process the first time that you do that, but after that, it's the quickest and easiest way to give. And I just wanna thank you guys so much for your continued generosity during this season of uncertainty. Thank you so much for the way that you honor God and the way that you uh, support this ministry financially to put feet on the ministry that, uh, that, that, that we're able to provide to not just our church people, but to the community at large and beyond. Then also, you can get all of the information that you need 
uh, from, for our online gatherings, how you can stay connected with us, um, all the places, the timeline, everything like that uh, on our website at thechristwalk.com slash connect. There you'll find a place where you can submit a prayer request. If you, if you have a prayer request that you'd like for us to pray for, that'll come directly to us. Or you can submit an email to our team if you need some sort of further assistance or have other questions, if there's any way that, you, that, that we can help you during this season. And if you're new to Christ Walk, maybe you've, you've just started watching with us here online. There's also a place on that website where you can um, fill out a, a short form, give us a little bit more information about you and where you're watching from. And that'll help us to connect with you even further over the coming weeks um, because we just don't know how long this is going to last. We, we hope it's going to be quick, but we're preparing for the long haul. And so we're going to keep you apprised and up to date on everything that's taking place um, daily as we possibly can. So we'll update that website. And then uh, it's also got instructions on how to find us online, either on Facebook, on Instagram, how you can connect with that to get daily encouragement and updates through our social media channels. So once again, that web, uh, that web address is thechristwalk.com forward slash connect. So you can go there and it's got all the info that you need. And again, I just want to say thanks for tuning in with us today. I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing you all Thursday evening at 8 p.m. I'm going to be live on Instagram and right here on Facebook Live for a time of uh, devotional and prayer with everyone together. Uh, so again, stay tuned to our social media channels. We'll be providing updates there daily. I want you to stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll see you guys Thursday evening. I want you to know that, that we love you and that we're praying for you. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that this thing may get worse before it gets better. But I truly believe that because of Jesus, the best is yet to come. That's the hope that we have. So let's lean into him this week as we go about our lives. I love you, praying for you, and I'll see you Thursday night for prayer and devotional. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. We hope you were inspired by the message. For more information, visit www.thechristwalk.com.